Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3 with Adrian Abraham and Lynn Lee Fu. Lynn, rental prices in Singapore. I'm sure you've come across multiple reports of that mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. has been surging. Have you ever rented in Singapore? Yes, yes. Uh, when I was a young person, <laughs> much younger. I think uh, it was very affordable at, at that time. Yes. Yeah, it's not um, the case anymore. Well, according to figures from the Urban Redevelopment Authority, rentals of private residential properties in Singapore increased by 7.4%. That was in the fourth quarter of 2022 compared with the 8.6% increase in the previous quarter. For the whole of 2022, actually, rentals of private residential properties increased by 29.7% compared with the 9.9% increase in 2021. That's quite a bit. The HDB rental volume had been fairly stable in the past four months, apparently, ranging between 2,274 flats and 2,513 flats rented out monthly. On the other hand, the condo rental volume jumped 26.6% month-on-month in December last year. A key reason is the increase in the number of private homes completed in Q4 of 2022. In the last quarter, about 4,400 private housing units were completed. This is more than double the 1,600 units completed in the third quarter. Of last year. But there is good news. The number of private housing units expected to be completed this year will increase to about 17,400 units. That's excluding uh, EC. This is 83% more than the 9,500 private residential units that were completed last year. Some of these residential units will be offered for lease by the owners. Good news. Well, the rise in the supply of newly completed units could ease the tight supply in the private residential leasing market. It could moderate the pace of growth of the residential rental rates to about 13 to 19% annual growth this year, which is lower than the 30% jump in the rental index in 2022. Joining us on the show now to find out more for us to ask him more about the latest developments is Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy ERA Realty. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, everyone. Nick, according to the latest official figures on the residential rental property market, that's for the fourth quarter of 2022, the rental index jumped around 30%. Now, there will also be more supply, as I mentioned in my intro, of newly completed housing units expected this year. What more can you tell us about these findings? Well, I think anybody who's been renting uh, would know, uh, would feel the pain. You know, uh, rental has uh, increased at unprecedented. I mean, uh, this is since the authorities start releasing such uh, data. Uh, the rate of increase is incredibly high, although we have seen some similar rate of increase before in 2007 during that uh, big property boom of uh, 2004 to 2008. Uh, but the rates, the rates at which is growing is unprecedented, and I, I think it's also partly fueled by uh, the overall inflation out there. But mainly, it's because of the supply and demand imbalance in the housing market, uh, in the rental market to be specific, that's causing this um, increase. And but there's some relief for people who are renting uh, condominiums. The reason why we have this uh, upsurge in rental is because of the pandemic. It's been causing a lot of construction delay. So many of the projects are sort of snowballing and some of them are going to be completed uh, this year. 
So we see about uh, 17,000 new housing units. Of course, some of these new housing units will be owner-occupied, but some will also be offered for rental. So that could bring some relief to tenants. Nick, I'm going to veer off a little bit uh, to talk about what's making the news today. Mm-hmm. Well, first-timers uh, could be getting more support in terms of buying resale flats with the government saying that uh, it could be making HDB flats more affordable and accessible. So do you think there could be an impact on rental markets? Slightly, slightly, because there are some uh, newlyweds who are renting because they want to start their independent life together uh, and their BTO flats are being delayed. So they are renting first and if, let's say, they find that this new um, assistance by the government is attractive enough, they may move out of the place that they are renting and uh, buy uh, buy their new homes. So that could also free up some new housing, uh, some housing units for other tenants. Coming back to major factors that could contribute to the skyrocketing rental rates of HGB and private non-landed uh, properties, what are some of these major factors? Well, I think um, first and foremost is that uh, we must also remember supply actually reacts slower than demand. Demand can just change with, uh, let's say, a new pandemic, government policies and so on. But the housing supply, it takes three to four years uh, to build a new uh, high-rise building. So the pandemic caused all this, there's a supply chain disruption, construction workers, construction material, uh, the supply of this uh, essential uh, goods are all uh, disrupted. And as a result, uh, we see all this delay in construction. So supply is constricted and already supply, you know, it takes three to four years to build something tall. And next, we have um, government policy change. Like, for example, the borders reopened uh, Mm -hmm. about a year ago. Um, in, In some parts of the world, we see more expatriates foreigners coming here and also the other thing is some local Singaporeans are also renting because of delay in BTO, their their new homes and so on. So we see this increase in demand and then we have uh, supply not catching up which explains why rentals are skyrocketing. Nick, I remember chatting to you last week about the rising rental costs here, but also I have to move house basically every year in Singapore, not just because of uh, the rising rental values, but also once COVID-19 restrictions were eased here, we've seen um, instances of individuals being priced out of their uh, current accommodation. They have to move maybe a little bit further away. So do you think that we will see that trend continue this year? Well, I think that uh, quite likely rentals will still rise in the first half of this year because uh, it's not like uh, with a snap of a finger, we're going to see all these 17,000 private housing units being completed. Uh, They will complete gradually. And of course, that's according to plan, but sometimes plan do go sideways. So we may not, there could still be some delays, we'll we, we know. So I think that the uh, first half of this year, we can still see rental growth, but it will be at a slower pace. And gradually, it will just grow slower and slower until it probably plateau somewhere in the second half of this year. We touched on uh, slightly on the re- reopening of borders earlier. Now, China opened its borders last month after easing the zero COVID policy. Talk us through how this is going to shake up the property market in Singapore even further. Mm. Yes, uh, that's an interesting thing because um, among, well, first and foremost, I must um, state that the biggest group of uh, buyers by nationality of private uh, properties in Singapore are Singaporeans. You know, they make up almost 70, 80% of, um, 
all the units that have been sold in the market. Now, the other 20%, the biggest group of foreign buyers are Chinese uh, from mainland China, and they have been that has been the case for more than a decade. So uh, even during the pandemic, everybody boosted all the foreigners. Uh, there was a reduction in um, foreign participation in the private housing market. Um, but now that China is opening up, I think we're going to see a return of um, Chinese investors, tenants, Chinese students uh, will mm. be coming here to study. Mm-hmm. So we could also see more rentals, demand from uh, mainland Chinese, and some of them, their families might be coming over too. So yes, there could be more rental uh, demand. So on one hand, we could see more supply, but on the other hand, we could also see more demand. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, if the rental rates are so high and they may also be uh, shocked by it, so they, are fa- they may make uh, certain arrangements like, for example, instead of the whole family moving here, they may just because the student is studying here, they may only just send their children here to study. So just to lessen on their, the burden on their pockets. Nick, we've got a question from one of our listeners and they're asking you, as a property owner, should they keep renting out uh, their respective property or is it time to sell? <laughs> well, this really depends on the individual, whether or not his property, uh, how much does he need his property? And uh, which, because I, I, there's no single answer that can fit everyone, mm. because it also depends firstly on the, uh, at which part of their life are they in. Like, for example, are they in their 30s? You know, they're still in, uh, maybe in the wealth accumulation stage, or are they retirees and they may want to hold on to their property maybe for rental income? But even that's not, well, the, the investment strategy for retirees might also differ. It also depends on their financial status. Sometimes it might be better to be a bit more real estate light for, for some retirees, sell the property so that they have the funds perhaps to invest in something else that might be, for example, more stable uh, income. Uh, because this high rental rates is not going to go on forever, maybe no. for another year or so. Then it may start easing off because, uh, yes, this year we are going to see 17,000 uh, private homes. That is from, uh, let's say, in 2002, it was 9,200 private homes completed. And the year before that, it was 6,000. So the supply is rising. In 2024, we're going to see another 11,000. Uh, private homes completed that and 9,000 after that. Indeed. Music to my ears. Yeah, right but there. <laughs> where are the best places to rent in Singapore for this year in terms of getting your money's worth? <laughs> I don't think that is. It's almost like asking where's the best petrol station to go to to get the cheapest view. You know? it's, uh, once you the news is out there, it's, <laughs> I think everybody will make a beeline for that. So um, I think typically, well... The cheapest rental will also not be the most um, accessible place. It may be far from the town centre or MRT stations and so on. So it's always a balance. You want to pay something cheaper, you have to pay more in terms of commuting time. So uh, unfortunately, this market uh, is, the property rental market is kind of semi-transparent because Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. online portals. Uh, and uh, where I people see. can check out the re- uh, latest rentals. So I would think that it's not, well, if I were to go now go on national radio and say, well, this particular <laughs> location is the cheapest, it wouldn't be cheapest for well, two long. days from now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, very interesting conversation there, Nicholas. We've been speaking to Nicholas Mark. Thank you very much for your time. Nicholas oh, Mark, my the pleasure. Head of Research and Consultancy, ERA Realty. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app.
That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.